0: And I don't have a drink. Yeah, whatever. I can make it an hour. And we're live here on Facebook. Uh, Rich, welcome. And uh, we're excited for this show this week. Uh, How you doing, bud?
1: You know, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Another short week at work. And um, not much new around here, except we had to get a new garbage disposal installed as our old one which we're thinking was the original one that was that we don't know how old it was was kind of leaking yeah um so we have to get install a new one of those this week
0: wow um yeah father-in-law
1: help with that
0: or was it a yeah. you yeah, uh, yeah called somebody
1: in uh no our, our my father-in-law came up came over and helped with it
0: he's a nice handy guy to have around isn't
1: he he sure is
0: uh, much appreciation to uh, to Mr. Ron um, that's right thanks again
1: uh, anything, anything up in Nesterville uh, not really
0: um, working a lot hoping to find something different but still doing my best because that's what we're called to do um, do your best even when you don't like the job sometimes but we got a big okay. show for you folks um, first of all uh was I wrong? We'll answer that question along with uh some NASCAR news. Rich, what else do we have on the uh on the docket for today?
1: Oh, uh, you know, we'll be looking into uh we'll be recapping what happened in the conference championship games and looking at some of the storylines around the Super Bowl. Uh we'll give you our prediction next week on next week's show. And uh, we'll kind of be ending the show looking at some uh, news that come out of baseball as the Hall of Fame announced, as the Hall of Fame announcement uh, came out this week. On well, So we'll kind of tell you who's getting in and who's not. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. has got a job with, uh, with baseball. Yep. And a uh, big trade that happened just last night uh, that's rumored to be being finalized between the Cardinals and the Rockies.
0: Wow. All that and much more. But first, Rich, what do we got to do?
1: We got to roll that intro.
0: And we're back. Okay, Rich. So, first story on the docket. As always, we had a poll question this week: best Rocky films of all times. Uh, we did have a comment on that. Uh, somebody oh. asked: Is this truly a? Is this truly a question, or is it what's the best one besides a particular one? We'll give you which one that is in just a second. But first. Let's give them... uh, How did you vote, Rich?
1: Um, Mike, I voted for Rocky 2.
0: Okay,
1: I was the only person that voted for Rocky 2. Where did you go, Mike? I
0: went with Rocky 1 because... I mean, without Rocky 1, we don't have 2. We don't have 3. We don't have 4. We don't have 5. We don't have Creed. We don't have any of the other Rocky films out there. Uh, So I said Rocky 1. It also has... You know, the most me- some of the most memorable moments. Punching beef, sides of beef. Running up and down the library stairs. All of those great moments coming out of Rocky 1. That's why that one's the greatest. Except that's not what the people said, is it?
1: It's not. So so I went with Rocky 2 because that movie proved that what he did in Rocky 1 wasn't a fluke. And then he took it a step further by actually winning the rematch between Apollo Creed.
0: Yep. Yep, um, I don't mind it. I just think Rocky One is where it all started, and you got to give the the props to that. The people voted oh, though, man. and uh, Mikey Orotero said it on our lawn, on our uh, on the qu- question: Is this even up for debate? The question should be: Favorite Rocky movie besides four? Uh, number four was the winner with three votes. Your wife, Mikey Orotor, and your brother-in-law, Josh Couture.
1: Yeah, for for me, it is between Rocky Two and Rocky (laughs) Four.
0: I think we're we're losing you, Rich.
1: Rocky Rocky Four did end communism. Has that? he did that's what caused the fall of of the soviet union so sure we'll go with it yeah i don't know um so uh honorable mentions though we we did get two votes for uh rocky three a showdown with clubber lang being a friend of the show mark johansson and uh bernie yep uh bernie voting for that one and my dad agreed with you on rocky one being the favorite rocky film so no votes, no votes for Rocky Five or for the Creed series, yeah. which I did add to the poll per your suggestion. Mike.
0: This week, we're going with other movies, other boxing movies that don't have a character named Rocky in it. And Rich, what are those movies we're going with? And are we doing um, those, boxing or fighting and boxing all combined?
1: Uh, just fighting in general. Okay. So, so you're we're gonna see Raging Bull, Million Dollar Baby. The Fighter, Cinderella Man, and Real Steel. Okay. Any other ones? Any. Um. Any ones that you would like to suggest, Mike?
0: Yeah, there were a couple. Uh. What about the Never Back Down movies? Like, there's a whole franchise of those. Okay. Um. Apparently so there's there is a Here Comes the Boom which is
1: oh yeah, Kevin, Kevin James. James talking about MMA. So MMA. we might we might leave this one up as a we we might give you as our poll as our as our voting public an option to do a write-in candidate for a movie as well. So I think we'll we, add some extra ones onto that list. I think we're gonna have to the the do Never list
0: Back Down and Here Comes the Boom at least. Uh, warrior is a, is another one i don't know as well but i do know never back down and here comes the boom never back down was in 08 uh it was okay. one that i remember and here comes the boom because uh, we need you need a comedy fighting movie right
1: you, you do so so mike w- one question here we, we can choose to add this or not would the arm wrestling movie of over the top sergeant sylvester mm. stallone be within this category
0: I see i don't know i think that's other random movie other random sports movies um
1: that does we... the karate kid series need to be added to this since that is fighting yeah karate kid probably deserves it, to... it yeah since the culmination of the movie involves a fight
0: yeah karate kids deserves to be in this the karate kid deserves to be in here um over the top, though, I don't think that one deserves... That one gets a, a nod in this one. It's not actual fighting. It's arm wrestling, which is different okay. enough for me. Uh, so, All right.
1: We'll uh, find a way to put that uh, as a movie to consider, I guess. Yeah.
0: So look All for right. that to go we'll live sometime after the show today, uh, probably around mm-hmm. noon, I'm guessing. That's generally when you get it up.
1: Yeah, noon-ish.
0: And then, uh, yeah. So, Rich, you know what that leads us into? That leads into some left turns. It does, because we're heading into the NASCAR corner. So, this week we're gonna give you some uh, some new tracks or new configurations of tracks uh, that we're gonna see this year in NASCAR. Um, which is gonna be uh, there's quite a few different different uh, track usages and uh, different ways to do things. So to start it off, um, we're gonna see the Daytona road course, not just for the 24 hours of Daytona, which is going on like now-ish, but also in NASCAR, they're gonna replace the Auto Club road course uh, to, our, yeah, the Auto Club road course to the Daytona road course uh, this year. So that'll be an interesting one. Kind of using one of the quintessential tracks of NASCAR for uh, a different purpose.
1: Yeah, this will be the second year in a row they've used the uh, that, that configuration at Daytona. They used it last year. Uh, Chase Elliott won that inaugural race. Yeah. So... And it allows me and NASCAR in the early going of the season to at least stay in, in Florida for the first three races. So yep. I guess if, if COVID kind of derails the schedule again, at least they won't have drivers going all the way out to California just to come right back across the coast. Yeah. Right cr- crisscross across the country um, again. Um, so the other new course this year will be a dirt track race on the Bristol motor speedway. So this will be the first time that NASCAR will have a dirt race since the 1970 race at the North Carolina state fairgrounds in Raleigh.
0: Yeah. So this is an interesting one. Um, we've been seeing po- the popularity of the dirt track, uh, with the trucks driving in Eldora, uh, so to, to have the big boys, as you will, uh, get their truck, get their cars on some dirt. Uh, going to be really interesting to see. Um, I think you'll have some people get frustrated with it. The, the slightiness of it is going to frustrate people. There's going to be very little grip. On a track that already is, is kind of slow, but you're already beaten and banging, there's going to be even more beating and banging. Uh, going to be a fun track to, to watch, though. I'm actually excited about that one. Um, yeah
1: yeah me too that's definitely going to be a track that uh we'll probably get into more of this fantasy nascar in a couple of weeks this is probably going to be one of those tracks that i'm just going to kind of punt on in fantasy nascar and not use the uh the top drivers that week much like the much like probably daytona and talladega
0: which is you know i mean bristol in general that strategy generally works but You know, it's going to be even worse this one. Uh, The next one is a track that uh, NASCAR hasn't seen us go to. I don't think we've seen it in a a while, at least. But we're going to the Nashville Super Speedway. Um, So it's been a track for... Oh, yeah, that's right. It's been uh, a truck and Xfinity Series race uh, since 2001. uh, Or from 2001 to 2011. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the guys that have been running in That are running in NASCAR Like Austin Dillon, Joey Logano Kevin Harvick, Brad Kisilowski And Kyle Busch All have raced there uh, While they race their Xfinity or Trucks Cars uh, on and off week While they're there So that's going to be a fun fun one to see um, Which also gives me hope For a track that might mean A meetup for balls and sticks guys
1: it could that could be except uh, that is one track that my wife and I looked at as a potential um, place to go this year but unfortunately that race is on Father's Day and that's kind of I guess that's that was a sticking point that, that eliminated that race as a place to go see a, go see a one this year
0: I wasn't saying Nashville I was saying um, it them going to these tracks and showing the the how good these mm-hmm. tracks are. Uh, opens up the possibility that in the future, and I I would not be surprised at all to see the Iowa Motor Speedway uh, as one of the, yeah, um, as one of those places that we see a NASCAR race.
1: Okay. Yeah, the the Xfinity and the Truck Series still race there on on a scheduled basis. So maybe that could lead to uh, the Cup Series going up to Newton, Iowa, which is a suburb of Des Moines.
0: If it happens, uh, Rich, we're gonna have to do a meetup, and it, and we'll have we'll have to go. I hundred percent yeah. plan to do it if it happens. Uh, again, that's if the wife and baby are okay with it. By the way, if yeah. you didn't know, folks, I am gonna have a baby soon. Uh, April, man, that's coming up so quick. We're already done with it's... January. Wow. Yeah.
1: So the next, uh, the next new track is the Circuit of the Americas yep. in Austin, Texas, or better known as COTA uh, in the business. It'll uh, <coughs> be the first time for NASCAR, but this track has hosted IndyCar and Formula One races.
0: Yeah, it's a great track, Good, uh, another, another road course. Um, so you're going to see a theme, because the next one we got going is Road America in Elk, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin first time since 1956 since before my dad and mom were born <laughs> Yeah, the first times this track is going to be used as a NASCAR race uh, it's going to be the cool. longest it's it's the longest track that NASCAR has ever raced on being four whole miles uh, again Brad Kozlowski has been on this track along with Chase Bisco uh, or Briscoe Michael McDowell and Ross Chastain. Uh, I believe that was when uh, Xfinity went there is for all the, I think all of those guys got it with the, with that one. Um,
1: Yes, it was when they were racing in the Xfinity series before they moved up to the cup and that, which was the same case with the Nashville super speedway as well. Most of the drivers that we mentioned was because they had experience when they were still racing in the Xfinity series. And uh, not a new track. Well, okay, yep. So the next kind of new track or configuration we got is the Brickyard 400 race, the, the annual race that happens at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They will use the track's road course layout instead of the oval. Um, the driver notable drivers that have experience on this configuration are Chase Bisco and uh Ross Chastain because they raced in the Xfinity race last year and that weekend will also include an IndyCar Xfinity doubleheader race on Saturday uh which is what they did last year for that uh for that race too and I think that was even broadcast on uh on the NBC network so you got to see both races uh, at the same time, yeah, back to back on the same channel. Um,
0: right. Again, another one of those road courses that they're turning into, a, or one of those classic tracks that is being used in their road course configuration. Uh, it's also one that that uh, Indy has not Indy Formula One has used previously. Um, we all know the Indy Five Hundred. Uh, that's a separate entity. Then there's Formula One that has gone to the road course there, uh, but it's been used by other circuits. Um, as well. And so it's it's one of those things that great course, great, great history there. Going to be some exciting stuff to do. Now, some changes. Not necessarily a new track, but a race that has always been at home for these guys is now going to be in Texas as the All-Star Race. We'll be moving to Texas Motor Speedway instead of Charlotte. Um, I'm sure this has a lot to do with the amount of people that go to Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, it's a very similar track in layout. It's just one of those that um, it's it's it attracts a lot of people. Um, I think okay. Charlotte is where it should be. But again, that's just me.
1: Yeah, that they, it wasn't in Charlotte last year due to COVID. Didn't they use uh, Bristol last yep. year? Yep. Yeah. So it'll be the second year in a row the All Star race is not in Charlotte. Um, if I remember correctly, I, the reason that they moved it to Texas this year is because one of Texas's races was moved to Coda. Yeah. This year, so yep. one of the regulars, regular season races. So the makeup for Texas Motor Speedway losing one of its regular season races, they move the All Star race there instead.
0: Yep. Um, and uh, Rich, do you want us to get? Do you want to give us the bad news for those in the Illinois area and Kentucky?
1: Yeah, there's going to be no races this year at the Chicagoland and Kentucky Speedways this year. Um, I know Chicago's race went to Nashville. I'm not sure where Kentucky's race. Um, I have to was say, reconfigured or rescheduled to. For
0: me, this is sad. Um, I had been a diehard Chicagoland guy for years. Um, I would go. I went a half a dozen times easily to that race. It's a great track, great location. Uh, easy to get into the into the city if you want to and go do stuff in the big city when there's not on-track stuff to go on. Uh, but also, you're out far enough that you can just enjoy yourself and have a good time.
1: Yeah, but but well, Mike, both Kentucky and Chicago were kind of like cookie-cutter cookie tracks, weren't they? that the, nothing really special about them. So that statement
0: is accurate, however, not all at the same time.
1: All... We
0: all look at these cookie cutter tracks and yes, they look very similar when you're looking at a aerial shot, looking down on them and their dimensions are fairly similar, but the way their transitions are, are different. Now, not different enough that a lot of people notice it. And it's one of those things that it's, you're right. It does end up being a cookie cutter thing, but that's kind of how it goes sometimes. But either way, kind of sad to see in other NASCAR news, however, um, Last year we saw the rise of eSports NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series. Um, I probably added some stuff in there, but NASCAR is doing it yet again uh, at 10 different tracks uh, that will be broadcast in different locations. Uh, it looks like FS1 is carrying the ones that they've announced fully. Um and it'll be the Wednesday before the Dirt Track in Bristol. And they are doing it on the Dirt Track in Bristol, kind of to give you an idea of what it's going to look like. There's also the, the uh, Talladega race is the Wednesday before that. That's going to be Wednesday the 21st. Uh, May 5th, you have Darlington. Uh, and then Coda, uh, May 19th, the day before my birthday. Uh, and then, finally, then there's other tracks that they haven't figured out all of the, the details on it. But those are the ones that we know, the first four that we know of. Uh, they'll have one June 2nd, um, which should put it around. Uh, I mean, I would guess if it's going to be June 2nd, that should be the week before. Oh, no, that's not the week of Father's Day. Huh, I don't know. We'll see.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to broadcast these on uh, on the on on network so when so for the tracks that Fox has exclusive rights to you're going to see the race broadcast on FS1 the yep. Wednesday before Sunday's NASCAR race and I'm sure NBCSN or maybe Peacock Network um, will air the where the five races that NBC has rights to
0: yep I would guess for now at least until NBCSN is no longer a thing and then you'll see it on USA or one of the other 18 channels that universal actually owns so um
1: i I mean i i like it i mean i think a lot of people drew maybe a bigger audience than people than they thought yep when they did it through covid to kind of keep nascar out in the i mean maybe out in the people's minds to give them something to to do to watch
0: i mean it was competition
1: all things were put on on hold for COVID last year.
0: It 100 percent was competition being put on when there was no other real competitions to be had. So I like it. It'll be interesting. Uh, I have friends that race in, in the the sport. Um, uh, friend of the show, and and we might have him on as a, to do some previews of uh, storylines to look forward to in this year. But Solomon Stroop uh, definitely is one of those that uh, he he's a big eye racing guy. They just got done doing the 24 hours of, of Daytona um, last, f- I want to say, Friday and Saturday. It might have been Saturday into Sunday. Um, good, A good group of guys that I used to race with uh, raced in the 24 hours of Daytona and, and did fairly all right. So uh, exciting to see that. Uh, exciting to see iRacing to get, get its day in the sun. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving on go from there... there Oh, go ahead.
1: Speaking of the Rolex Twenty Four, yep, uh, that you mentioned that Solomon uh, participated in on uh, in I racing. That's actually going to come be. That's actually going to be starting this afternoon, if not already. Um, some notable drivers from NASCAR participating in the race this year include Chase Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, and AJ Allmendinger, and I think Austin Dillon is doing it as well. Yeah, Austin Dillon and Cody Ware, yep, are racing on a team this I year. I mean, you,
0: also if you follow the uh, if you follow NASCAR or if you follow Formula One and or Indy Racing League, uh, Scott Dixon, Ilio Castroneves, Alexander Rossi, um, Mike Con- Conway, uh, number. I mean, I could keep going. There's dozens of guys that do Formula One that are actually racing in this. Um, Juan Pablo Montoya, uh, for all those that, uh, still love that guy. Um, and uh, is Dempsey doing it this year?
1: Um, I don't see him on the list. Maybe he's driving a different car.
0: He normally does one of the lower leagues. Um, but yeah, McSteamy, I think it was his nickname on that show that he was on, or was he McDreamy? Um,
1: I don't remember.
0: I did. I know that he was on that uh,
1: that doctor show that. Freeze anatomy. Yeah, that
0: one, and he okay. was McSteamy or McDreamy or something like that. Anyway, he normally does this race. I don't see him on here, but again, uh, each. Each team generally has three to five people on the team, or maybe it's three to three or four. You, maybe you're only allowed four. It looks like yeah, you're only allowed. It
1: looks four. like
0: it's three to four. So, I, I mean, with thirty different cars, that's over a hundred names. I'm not going to be able to find them all.
1: So, Mike, um, you said pre-show. Normally, it's the DPI. Uh, series cars that right. usually do well in these types of endurance races because they're the fastest cars, right? Right. So the
0: DPI are the the, the Daytona prototype cars. These are cars that are... Um... <coughs> Excuse me. These are cars that, I mean, they're just designed for speed and have very little by way of um, actual street car design. The LM... Two, P2 and LMP3s, uh, these are your, uh, these are also prototype cars. They're not real uh, street going cars, but they, there's n- nothing like that. It's when you get into the GT uh, and the the GT classes and, and stuff like that that you get into cars where they're racing Lamborghinis, Porsches, Lexuses, um, Ferraris, Austin Martins, um, We is the oh, oh, yeah. The Corvettes run in the GT Le Mans series, so, bunch of cars. Um, gonna be awesome to see. Uh, if you get a chance, seriously, people go check it out. Um, it's a great, yeah. You can go ahead,
1: yeah. You can catch this over on a combination of networks between over the mbc family of networks i believe it starts and finishes on mbc uh but you can also catch it on mbc sn um NBCSN and i think peacock is yep. handling portion of it so yep. i mean if you're really if you want to watch this thing from start to finish there is a way that you can do it
0: yep and rich as is tradition for us we know nothing about these teams we know a few of the people um who are you picking to, to be your Daytona 24-Hours uh, Daytona winner?
1: You know, I, I'm going to go with a am a Honda guy, so I'm going to go with the—or Honda, Toyota guy, so I'm going to go with the, the Acura ARX5 team of Ricky Taylor, Felipe Albuquerque, Alexander Rossi, and Julio Castanetas. Yeah,
0: that's a going good for team. Wayne
1: Taylor Racing.
0: I am going to pick on uh, an American team, well, an American car at least. Action mm-hmm. Express Racing, the Wheelings Engineering Cadillac DPI V. Dot uh, piloted by Peepo, Durrani, Philippe, Nasser, Mike Conway, and Chase Elliott i uh, been right. hearing great things coming out of Chase Elliott um, and some of his, uh, what, what he's been doing great at and, and stuff like that. So uh, from what I hear, he's been doing great. Uh, tune in next week uh, to hear us talk to you about how to join the Fantasy NASCAR and uh, what we're looking at. And uh, we'll give you our Champions and Rookie of the Year picks for 2021 season uh and then the following week rich what do we got going on
1: uh we're gonna give you we're gonna preview the daytona 500 and uh where we will start our weekly predictions of who's gonna win the race yep so doing uh two points for a race winner and just one point if our driver doesn't win the race but at least finishes higher than one or the other
0: sounds good to me um, and with that, we'll leave the NASCAR corner. That was a good NASCAR corner. Big bunch of yeah. good information this week. Heading into the gridiron, uh, the championships. How'd we do last week, Rich? Um, start in the NFC and I'll give you the AFCs after you're done.
1: Okay. So the, uh, the Bucks went up to Green Bay and upset the Packers by seeding wise, because it was the 31 to 26 victory. Uh, it'll be the Bucks' first appearance in the Super Bowl since Super Bowl 37 in 2002, 2000, 2002 NFL season, but the Super Bowl being played in 2003. What happened over on the AFC side, Mike?
0: Over in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs did what they were supposed to do and won against the Buffalo Bills in a 38-24 victory at home being uh, returning to the Super Bowl for the second straight year uh, interesting uh, good job on them uh, Patrick Mahomes is seems to be recovering nicely and they feel like his turf toe is doing well rich with those two results you were two and0 on the week bringing your total to 500
1: mm-hmm. Mike you went one and one so you so you get an overall playoff record of seven and five giving you first pick for the super bowl winner so i will automatically have to take the team that you don't choose for our lunch bet for the super bowl but we're going to give you that pick next week
0: so uh super bowl storylines to to look at um i okay so we're going to get into it we put this under super bowl storylines um I have to eat a big old piece of crow pie.
1: All right, how how so, Mike?
0: I was wrong. Tom Brady is the greatest game manager of all time.
1: Okay, just game manager, not the greatest quarterback or greatest football player or greatest NFL player of all time.
0: I would not say... So talent-wise, he is in no way, shape, or form the greatest of all time. Straight talent-wise, okay. I would not put him in there. Um, Mind-wise, I still don't even think he's the greatest out there. I think there's people that he's played against that are better. Greatest talent-wise that I've seen so far, and this, this seems to be changing, but greatest talent-wise that I've ever seen, Aaron Rodgers. And a lot of people are shocked to hear me say that because I'm a, I'm a Chicago Bears fan, not something I, I normally would say. But Aaron Rodgers, by far and away, the greatest talent we've seen in the quarterback position. And yet, we might be seeing someone in, uh, in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes uh, challenging that, greatest skill of all time um game mind i mean have we seen anybody anybody in our lifetime ranch do the things that peyton manning did
1: i don't think so he was something else
0: 100 percent. so there that's where i go when i say game mind but tom brady you know what he came into a system that was broken now granted they were on the men they had the right coach they had a lot of great stuff going on um, and they came out and they're going to the Super Bowl and I am really having trouble picking this Super Bowl this year I know that I've said from the beginning and I'm because I've said from the beginning what I said I'll probably say it next week and you'll be you'll be getting a guy that it's hard to cheer against hard to bet against. Mm -hmm. but man are they making a compelling argument for why they deserve to be the team that that you pick um so yeah i was wrong tom brady is the greatest of all time when it comes to game manager and and being able to put a team together and put a team on his back i can admit it once in a while i'm wrong
1: yeah, and I'll give that one to you Mike Because he, he was the difference maker for Tampa Bay yeah. Because he took basically I mean because Rod Gronkowski Wasn't a big part of no. this team So you can't So you can so I they actually out. The same, they, they basically took the same Talent that was on the roster last year And basically replaced Tom Brady with Tom Brady Taking them to the Super Bowl Where Jameis Winston led the league In interceptions you can't And they say were that. a last place team
0: you can't say Rob Gronkowski didn't make a difference.
1: I, I'm not saying he didn't make a difference, but Rob Gronkowski if he wasn't on. If he wasn't on the team, I think the team. I think that they would have been done just as well.
0: I don't know that I would agree with that, but I can I can understand your point, and I, it's not something that I would I would argue hard against. But I would say that because his legacy and his and his demeanor and the way he is and the threat that he is defenses have to change how they line up against him whether and, and so that's what he brings now i'm not saying that doesn't mean tom brady is not the w- reason that things have changed down there he is i'm just saying gronk helps okay so okay. Oh. what are th- other storylines yep
1: other storylines to kind of come out of this um maybe maybe tidbits but uh this will be brady is the fourth quarterback to lead two teams to a super bowl and this will be his 10th super bowl uh the buccaneers will be the first team to play in a super bowl game in their home stadium um i've not heard whether they get the home locker room or the away locker room they did get to wear their whites
0: their home whites
1: yeah I think they have, the, they have the choice of jerseys, so they yep. could have worn the crimson, kind of like that crimson or dark red color instead of the whites.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and the Chiefs will try to become the eighth team to win back-to-back titles in the first since the Patriots in 04 and 05. Uh, but probably uh, talking points to come out of for storylines is that uh, due to COVID, teams won't be allowed to travel to Tampa until friday just like a regular season game where previously teams arrived about a week before the game
0: yeah that's gonna be
1: only is affecting the chiefs
0: that's gonna be really weird we're not gonna have the normal um the the normal media day that you know we get all these random uh and it's i would i wouldn't even say sports people i would say random media people showing up and asking questions like what's your favorite color skittle what's your favorite m&m flavor well, they all taste the same like they're not asking stupid questions so we're not going to have that which is kind of i mean it, it makes for good it's content gonna
1: be, it, it's going to be there but it's going to be virtual yeah through zoom so i mean you could so i think the nfl maybe might have a little bit more control over who's asking the questions or on the taped media day experiences who's yeah. actually going to get their questions answered Yep. Instead of the player randomly pointing at, all right, you. <laughs> yep. What do you got? What, what's your question, or what, what did you say? What was that that you that you shouted out at me?
0: <laughs> yep. Um.
1: So yeah, and then, um, this it... will also be the first time in Super Bowl history that the winning QBs from the previous two Super Bowls have ever faced each other. Yeah. As Patrick Mahomes won last year, and Tom Brady won two years ago.
0: Yep. Uh, This is also going to put, uh, it does this answer the question, was it Brady or was it Belichick as the key to to the Patriots' success? And can the defensive coordinator of Kansas City come up with yet another way to beat Tom Brady?
1: Yeah, Steve Spagnuolo was the guy that coordinated and prevented Tom Brady's undefeated season as Eli Manning, And um, Eli Manning and the Giants beat the Patriots in that game. And that was also the game that probably was remembered most for for the David Tyree helmet catch. The
0: helmet catch, yeah. Much
1: about about what the Giants defense was able to do against Uh, uh, Belichick's Patriots.
0: The other thing that this is, um, is this, the the storylines that are going to be, more storylines that are going to be fabricated. Um, The passing of the torch. The Super Bowl that gives the era of the past with Tom Brady passing the torch to the young guns. Uh, We'll see that. Um, And we're going to see, I mean, obviously there's going to be more debate about is Tom Brady the real GOAT, blah, 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 all that stuff, whatever. We've had the conversation here. We're done with it. Uh, All that and more to come. So... Other things in in NFL that happened this week, Uh, we have now know where all of the coaches or who all the coaches are for all of the teams as of today, barring somebody getting kicked out of scandal or some other randomness that might happen.
1: That's right. As this week the final coaching the final coaching opening uh, was filled as David Cully, a longtime assistant, longtime NFL assistant. Will become the oldest coach in the NFL to get his first job at the age of sixty-five. As David Cully will be go from being the wide receivers and assistant head coach of the Ravens, doing going to Houston.
0: Yeah. So what I'm hearing um, that we have some thoughts on some of this. Um, it does. I, I mean, it that that news ties into some other NFL news that we'll get to in just a second. But, uh, if you listen to some... Uh, Dan Patrick in particular, he says that there's some stuff that's come out about Eric Bieniemy in his college days and in his playing days that have made teams decide that they don't want to bring him in as a head coach. Because when yeah. you bring him in as a head coach, those things tend to come to light. And as much as we want to say you got to forgive somebody we also are in a cult, in a culture where a news story that happened six years ago has cost a GM a job in New York so in order to not let something like that happen again they're not hiring Eric Bi as a, as a head yeah. coach
1: yeah the other thing that I heard with in regards to theonomy um, was that he's just not Interviewing well,
0: I don't and buy that one at all. I'm sorry, I, neither. I don't buy do you I. don't interview well. You're not hiring a guy because he interviews well, but
1: but yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if it comes down to he's not interviewing well, and there are former and current players that are talking the guy up and saying, yeah, he's he totally deserves a head coaching opportunity. I mean, with all the committees and organizations that want to see more diversity in the game and more diverse candidates get head coaching jobs? Why aren't they reaching out to him and saying, all right, getting the, fee- mean, getting feedback from the teams on why, on why they chose to hire candidate a instead of him and finding out, all right, what, what's this guy need to do to improve? Or what does Andy Reid and the chiefs need to do to, um, to see, to help this guy get, get a job if, if they truly believe that he deserves it Yep. and but I so the Houston anything the, the next step that maybe beyond me might need to do is leave the Chiefs and take an offensive coordinator position that will allow him to be the play caller yeah so at least he doesn't have that negative point going against him yep so with
0: Houston hiring David uh Cully Deshaun Watson has officially requested to be traded out of Houston Um, not a surprise if you follow the, if you follow sports in general, um, and, uh, there's lots of other stuff. Um, and it also came out this week that Matthew Stafford at the age of 33 will no longer, or will be being traded from the, the Detroit lions.
1: Yeah. I think with the, the move with Stafford, this is kind of like a good faith a kind of like a loyalty or in good faith trade yeah. that they're going to set him up so that he has a position to be on a team that's going to be winning. And I think that basically signals that the lions are going to be rebuilding under Dan Campbell. Yeah. Which is, is why they gave him, the him new... six
0: years in to, in a, on a contract. Yeah. People, Which people are that's saying that's that that was a, <laughs> that was a ridiculously long contract. Yeah. You give him that because you got to say, we're going to stick with you for six years because we want you to be, we want to give you the chance to rebuild from the ground up. Uh, so I think that that was a, be, a great move. So we got to look at where makes sense, but we also have to talk about how crazy is this offseason going to be? Almost half of the teams in the NFL don't know where their quarterbacks, who their quarterback is going to be, maybe even more. Yeah
1: that's right because you got jimmy garoppolo yep jimmy garoppolo is out of guaranteed money so san francisco could easily move on from him yep the rams are seriously thinking about parting ways with jared goff which i have signed him to i have a statement about that
0: i have a statement about that uh when we get down to the bottom of this list and we'll go we'll go through some of the news stories that goes with it we also have sam darnold uh in New York that doesn't look like he, he's fitting in well. Carson Wentz got a contract, but they're not sure if that's the way to go as Jalen Hurts is sitting behind him doing well. And then you have Aaron Rodgers and his statements last week after losing the game, um, calling it a beautiful mystery as what the future yeah. holds. Well yeah
1: and he's he's out of guaranteed money as well. Yeah. So, so the thing with Go ahead,
0: Mike. I was gonna say the, the thing that I wanted to bring up with Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I kinda I kinda alluded to it when we when you mentioned Jared Goff. But Jared okay. Goff's uh the GM out there and I can't remember his name, um, um Les Sneed. Yeah, Les Sneed in an interview was asked directly is Jared Goff gonna be the, the quarterback of twenty twenty one? And Les Snead said, what I can say, and this is a quote, what I can say is Jared Goff is a Rams quarterback as of today. The future is a beautiful mystery.
1: Mm.
0: Shots fired right at Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers saying, Hey, Aaron. I heard what you said. You're right. The future is a beautiful mystery. Why don't you come home to California? I mean, am I wrong in the, in seeing it this way? Am I wrong in, in
1: hearing it this way? You're, you're not, but he's still under contract with the Packers. They don't owe him any guaranteed money, so they could either A, cut him and go straight to the put jared put jordan love into the fire and see what they can do or they can hang on to him and they can hang on to aaron Rodgers, and or they could extend him and turn some of that garrett give him some guaranteed money and signing bonuses to kind of restructure his contract but then they're kind of mortgaging the future mortgaging what they have in jordan love yeah as well um which that's the only reason that kind of makes aaron Rodgers available they didn't have jordan love no, it, the, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be in the conversation of available quarterbacks.
0: And let's be straight the the uh, are they do they call him a general manager in in Green Bay? Even though it's a publicly traded company,
1: yes they, they okay. do have a they do have a general manager.
0: Their general manager did say there is no way Aaron Rodgers does not come back this next year. Blah blah blah. He's saying all the right stuff that says he wants to keep Aaron. I just. I don't know would you why would you have a guy sit on the bench I mean Aaron's looking at it like you wasted the first three years of my career by having me sit behind Brett Favre's now you have a you drafted a guy that I know you're gonna want to see him actually play in the next two or three years because that's the only time that it makes sense for you to use him he didn't play. He didn't dress. He didn't put on a uniform this year. So that's one year wasted already. Are we going to waste more of his time? Is that the smart move? No. Aaron. Aaron knows what he's talking about. So, yeah. The big question is: Where does Deshaun Watson and Matt Stafford end up this year? What are some positions? I actually have a crazy thought on this. I'm glad you brought it up. You put that question in the outline. Okay, hear me out. Now, this is th- – so here's here's the biggest problem. Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause, so he has to decide where he's going to go. He has to agree with yeah, management. This is going to be the biggest thing. Um, Deshaun Watson's – now, everybody's looking at Le'Veon Bell and the way Le'Veon Bell uh, handled the, the franchise tag as mm-hmm. to um, what Deshaun Watson may do. That's not Deshaun Watson playing hardball, ladies and gentlemen. There's a big difference here. Deshaun Watson is on a contract. If he decides to sit out, that does not take that year of his contract away. That does not do it. He is on contract. If he retires, if he leaves the game altogether, he doesn't get anything for that. Houston is not hurt by that. That is not the problem. That Deshaun, that's not Deshaun Watson playing hardball. You want to know what Deshaun Watson playing hardball looks like, Rich? What's
1: that look like, Mike?
0: Hey, look, there's a defender wide open. Let me throw him the ball. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, I fumbled a snap, and I can't get to it quick enough. I'm not going to try. Why hurt myself? Him playing hardball is him not full-on tanking. Because look at what he did this year. He looked like a guy that was on fire. It's not him tanking. It's him protecting his body. It's him doing things that if you were truly happy with where you were at, you wouldn't normally do. It's not taking the risks that you ha- that these young guys like to take. That is him playing hardball. What does that cause the team to do? That causes losses. That causes way the team looking worse and worse, which then hits the revenue of the uh, of the ownership group, which is who he's mad at, and that's what we look like when Deshaun Watson plays hardball.
1: What's I that? think that's really too far out there that he would deliberately row and inter- throw interceptions or I think you're right I don't maybe think t- I don't maybe think he take too many chances I I think if these if they started do that that would also make him look bad as well
0: right I think I think what it really does him playing hardball is he doesn't he doesn't put forth the same effort that he normally does but what he what he truly does is he protects his body and he protects himself more than he tries to lay it out there for the team
1: yeah I mean I could see it. Going along that line of thinking, maybe you see Deshaun Watson taking, doing less running, designed running plays, yep. and maybe throwing the ball away a little bit more instead yep. of scrambling and waiting for a receiver to be open. A hundred percent. Um, well, yeah, it's. I mean, so, so where where could you see Deshaun Watson going?
0: So if of... we take out the the no trade clause, this is here's my proposal. Mm-hmm. Why not a straight up trade?
1: A straight up trade.
0: The Deshaun Watson contract is like a a six or eight year contract. Something like that. It's a longer contract. It's not quite the ten years. But it's like a six or eight year contract. So he goes to the Lions. Where they're rebuilding. And they now have a guy that they're rebuilding around. He's 25 years old. And he looks... He he looks to be one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. So let's build around him. Matthew Stafford is built to win today. Houston has enough talent down there that this next year looks like a year that they could be built to win with the right coaching and the right setup, the right play calling. Honestly, I would not see that as the worst place for Matthew Stafford to show up. Straight up trade. That's my proposal. What do you think?
1: There's a bit of an age gap in between Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson. So I don't think just a straight up, let's just swap quarterbacks could work. I think you would have to throw in some draft picks. You Send send some draft picks over Houston's way as well. Um, and I think that's where the draft picks are coming in. A lot of people are comparing what the Bears gave up to the Broncos for Jay Cutler, which was two first-round picks, a quarterback to replace him, and like a third-round pick.
0: It, that is the that is oh man, don't don't put it's that shame on comparison. Deshaun Watson. Direct, I've heard it as I well. I mean, you're right. It's
1: not a direct comparison. Um, no, I agree. That you would have to build around would have to look similar to that which is why yeah.
0: you're looking at people like Miami and and the Jets who have, Miami has three the Jets have two first round picks this year um, I mean does Miami trade Tua and the third pick overall that they and got the from Houston? They
1: have.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think they need to do more than two, I mean you're giving a first, a number one overall pick in Tua Tungavailoa and you're giving, uh, giving them back their third round pick. That's the equivalent of three, f- three normal picks. I would say. I think that's a decent one for it. So you okay. were you were going to give your th- examples. <laughs> where what are you thinking? No,
1: well, no, yeah, I, I I like the Miami example because they have the draft picks and two of the trade over there. Um, New York has a lot of draft assets. They could send Sam Darnold over there to be a bridge quarterback. Yep. to kind of um to do that and they have a high draft pick to trade over there as well um but i think a a team that could fit deshaun watson's need of wanting to be in a place that has a culture in place and has a good structure in place could be the washington football team
0: i like it i like it i don't
1: i don't know if washington has the draft capital and the players to make a deal work but it would be a good spot for him and it gets him out of the afc
0: um, I honestly think Miami was probably the best pick for them and for him. Um, and but...
1: supposedly he wants to play in Miami.
0: Yep. And New York. Those are the two, his two top that he's already stated. Um, so where do you see Matthew Stafford going?
1: Oof. I like him going out to San Francisco yep. to work in, uh, to play in Shanahan's offense out there in place of Jimmy G. But I mean, if you look at if the lion's, I think the Lions will put him in the best position to play in. I don't think it'll matter on well, we we gotta get him out of our conference so we don't have to play him twice a year or two okay. times a year. But
0: but who in the conference is gonna be one of those that's gonna be, Oh yeah, that's a that's a good place to go to win.
1: Yeah, I mean the Rams. The Rams seem to be in on wanna and wanna try and work out a deal for him. And but they've gotta they've gotta solve their issue, All right, What are they gonna do with Jared Goff if they get Matthew yeah. Stafford? Because you can't have two guys making top dollar tying up your salary cap space but I I still like Denver as a spot for Denver or Indianapolis for a spot for Matthew Stafford and if I had to say which one of those three teams made the most sense I would say Indianapolis.
0: Okay. So um, other news in the NFL Greg Olson has announced that he's retiring yet again and he's going to join the broad he's going to He's going to be doing, I thought it was, he was doing stuff on Fox Sports Radio for a bit. I think he's got he a... He had
1: made, this will actually be Greg Olson's first retirement. Jason Witten, our next, oh, that's uh, right. our other guy yeah. who announced the retirement, is this is his second time retiring.
0: Yeah, Greg Olson um, is, is joining Fox in some f- form or another. I don't know if it's in the booth or if it's going to be part of the broadcast team or... Radio. I think I had heard him say something to the effect that he's going to be on a, one of the regular. He's going to have a, sh- a radio show. I think Ooh, okay. I heard that.
1: Yeah, I think Greg Olson has done guest appearances. Yep. For Fox Sports, been on the broadcast team either during his team's bye week when he was playing in Carolina, or during the playoffs of being like a sideline or a special, a special uh, reporter up in the booth. But uh, Jason Witten is not known what Jason Witten's going to do next other than sign a one-day contract with the Cowboys so he can officially retire as a Cowboy.
0: Sounds good to me, I suppose. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, it's Greg Olson, you're right. I was wrong with the Greg Olson. It was Jason Witten, and I'm like, okay, here we go again. He's going to retire, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Jason, Greg Olson, I mean, that's one of those things that it's... Um, he's been everywhere, man.
1: Played a, yeah, he he was been in uh he retired to play with the Seahawks last year, but he also had some good he was a Bears draft pick that yep. was underused went into care went out to Carolina, became a superstar and a regular all-pro tight end. And uh yeah, I think that was it. I think you know, I don't recall any other stops.
0: Yeah, but he's I mean, he's made a name for himself. Good to see him and other draft picks that the Bears do Do well, even if it's not with us. So, anything else on the gridiron you want to talk about?
1: Not really, so I'll go over to baseball. Okay. The uh, the MLB Players Association rejected a proposal that would see Universal DH extended playoffs and the use of a pitch clock and an electronic strike zone in spring training. Are you surprised by any of this, Mike?
0: Uh, The Universal DH, I think they would want Uh, The extended playoffs they probably want the strike the pitch clock and the strike zone are the two that I think are probably going to be the biggest sticking points Uh, Extended playoffs means more money for the players because they get that means more teams get that bonus money for making the playoffs Uh, The universal DH means that more guys can play longer, which is what the the players association wants But the pitch clock uh, It hurts players and the electronic strike zone hurts players um, it's kind of one of those things that you're going to have to give up on something to get something. And uh, I don't know which one it's going to be. But
1: You know, that, that's not exactly what I heard, Mike. Oh. What, my, the, what I read is they did not want the Universal DH because they are seeing that teams aren't necessarily paying top dollar for a guy that can't go out on field. They're seeing that teams are building their rosters differently now. Valuing versatility and depth over having a guy that can only hit. So, maybe if this was a proposal maybe five years ago, when you had guys like David Ortiz and Albert Pujols getting big money contracts, that that could be something that would be something. All right, we want this if we're going to give you this. Wow. But now they're not seeing teams spend money on just like on a guy that can just hit. So they didn't want to cater. To a select group of players, they want to take care of all the players. I, you and know, the expended, that's a good thought. In the expended playoffs, I guess the players don't get as much money from the playoffs oh. as maybe we're led to believe. Okay, then. So they don't want to. So maybe if the ownership wants extended playoffs, they need to expand the pool of money that the players get.
0: And yet again, rich proves that I don't know what it knows. Now, Rich That's all Rich has some more insight than I do on this one, which is why we love working with each other. Um so we're going to do a couple of real quick things here. The Cactus League uh the the what is it? Mesa Arizona uh city mayor has asked that the Cactus League gets pushed back cuz they want to stop the COVID stuff there. Uh there's no word from the Grapefruit or Florida League uh on that on what's going on there. Um, and then, yeah. um,
1: Rich, tell us about the Hall of Fame stuff. Nobody is going into the Hall of Fame this year for 2021.
0: This is um, ridiculous.
1: Yeah, There's still going to be a ceremony this year because they still have to induct Derek Jeter and Larry Walker from last year's class. But nobody will be joining them in 2021. Stupid, uh, Kurt Schilling... Kurt Schilling was the closest, as he had he appeared on 71% of the ballots. Uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens uh, appeared on 61%. Scott Rowland is trending upward at 52%, and longtime Cubs Sammy Sosa, 17%. I believe Sosa uh Clemens, Bonds and Schilling I think are getting towards next year on is their last year. Next year the is ballot, their last year. Next year.
0: They all retired the same year, so next year is the last year. Kurt Schilling officially asked the Hall of Fame to remove his name from the twenty twenty one ballot. Uh citing the reason he's being kept out is his political beliefs and some of his statements. Um lot to, to unpack with that. We don't have a lot of time. We're a little over our normal time and so uh all I could say is, sometimes you got to look at some of your words and what you're saying. Um, but if we're going to use what you say politically and what your your beliefs politically are on one side of the aisle, we have to equally measure it to the opposite side of the aisle in order to be truly fair. Um, and if if the only reason is because he he is a conservative where a lot of other people in the media in the the media there uh as he claims this is his claims not mine this is not me making these statements there's a lot of people that would say it as well but basically saying that um his that him being a a a conservative is what's keeping him out um yeah that's a sad that should not be a reason his baseball the way he played baseball should be why he's in not why not what he said afterwards
1: yeah a lot of the hall of fame around the around the thing was, it was that these writers are letting morality affect a morality or their own personal views affect how they're voting on the hall of fame instead of a player's career Yeah, but at the same time you've you like you said you've you've also got to account and take into account what the player what that individual does off the field as well as on the field that's why pete rose isn't in the hall of fame yep um what he chose to do outside of baseball yep and finally
0: ken griffey jr has been hired as a senior advisor to the commissioner's office to work with youth youth baseball and developing diversity in the lower levels of the game exciting to see uh looking forward to it and uh yeah i got nothing else rich do you got anything before we sign off
1: uh probably a belated birthday wish uh to my brother-in-law josh as uh, it was his birthday um his birthday this past week and um we'll be in studio together next week weather permitting yeah as, actually um, for the next on- two weeks yeah oh yeah Yeah, i forgot you're coming up the next the week after that yep for the you next coming two weeks
0: down. yeah so next, folks the next week we will see you next week same basic time same basic channel uh all that to be said and rich we got one last one last thing to do and what is that
1: if you haven't already done so make sure to like like or comment um like or comment if you uh choose to listen to us on the podcast form of our show and um and if you haven't already done so make sure to go out and find us on facebook and like our follow our page and follow our fan page to um participate in the show as uh did we did we have any comments this week mike
0: we did uh sue hart 19 minutes ago hi guys
1: (laughs) that's right thanks mama at any point yeah at any point during the show if you put a comment into the into our show's live Facebook feed, we'll make sure to give you a shout out. We'll make sure to give you a shout out, and uh, make sure we—if you, if you want to play fantasy NASCAR with us—go over to uh, download the NASCAR app on your smartphone and watch for and uh, watch for fantasy NASCAR to go open up registration for the 2021 hey! season. Hey!
0: Oh wait, maybe maybe not. I'm I'm checking. Let me see.
1: We'll keep you updated on that as you. If they once they make the game available for 2021, as of now, it's still showing the results from 2020. Yeah, anything else, Mike, before we roll the outro? Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: Um, be safe, be kind, love one another, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. So,
1: yeah, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk at you next week. God bless.